I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's our dead center of the work week. Middle show of the work week, we call it our hump show because once we get over the hump, and actually I'm off for a long weekend, uh, so... Once I get over this hump, there's some cleaning, there's some packing, there's some driving, um, but I'll be spending the weekend with my college roommate, and I'll be looking forward to getting away, getting to Maine and the coast, a uh, little Friendsgiving, if you will. So there's been some planning for an early Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, my my college roommate recently lost her mom, and so we decided we wanted to spend some time together, and she will be my family over the course of the Thanksgiving holiday since I won't be able to see the ones that I'm related to by blood, but we go way back. My goodness, we played basketball against each other in high school, and so <laughs> we've known each other for a really long time. I say about those kinds of friends that they know everything about me, and they love me anyway. Those are the best kind of friends, the ones that you want to keep around. So I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a long weekend with a trek to Maine, but it'll be totally worth it. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It is The Hump Show. I wasn't here last week during The Hump Show, so we didn't have a chance to field your questions, and you didn't have a chance to ask Amy anything. Uh, And so because of that, we are looking to supersize it this week. And not just what we do here on this particular show on the radio, but also because we have planned, we've actually been talking about it now for a couple of weeks, we've planned a video version of Ask Amy Anything. We try to do them quarterly or so. Don't pin me down on that. But we haven't done a video version of Ask Amy Anything since we were July 4th, middle of the summer, walking around a park in Lower Manhattan, which is where our studios are located. And so we're going to do that with a Thanksgiving slash food slash football slash holiday theme. And I would love for you to send your questions even tonight so that producer Jay doesn't have to to fabricate them. He will if he has to. He'll pretend like he has questions. We don't want him to be in that position. So instead, we would like you to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. And if you send more thoughtful, creative, unique questions, ones that we haven't had on a regular basis or that aren't asking me to predict who's going to win the World Series in 2023, well then, okay. I feel like those automatically vault to the front of the line. So if you want to send those, you can do that to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. If you haven't yet, 
voted for our TD of the week. We've got multiple candidates. It's been difficult, of course, uh, for, uh, to be able to narrow it down every week. But I'm going to go ahead and retweet this poll yet again. We had a little bit of a technical issue with it, and so we lost some of our early votes. Huh. Does that sound like the elections at all? It's uh, art imitating life. <laughs> we, we, I know, I kid because I care. Uh, we were, we had to repost the poll on Twitter. And so because of that, would love for you to go ahead and take the poll now. And we'll let you hear those candidates coming up again in 15 minutes here on After Hours. Our phone number, 855-212-4227, 855 cbs Ask Amy anything, hump show, this breather in between weeks 10 and week 11, Thanksgiving planning, beware of the dead rabbits that you might step on when you're walking your dog in your neighborhood, all of these things. We're going to get to Major League Baseball because it's awards season and actually it's hot stove, it's free agency. I would say that the hot stove is relatively lukewarm now, but sometimes you got to turn down the stove for the food to cook Perfectly. Little tip. You don't always want the food and the stove to be blazing hot. In fact, uh, over the weekend, I was eating some soup and I burned my tongue. It's the worst. I get so hungry and I think, okay, if I blow on it a little bit, it'll be cooler. And then I'm far too eager and I dive right in and you know what happens. Your tongue, maybe the roof of your mouth is in pain for days. (laughs) It's not worth it. In fact, it's, it's the worst when you're out and you're in a restaurant and you need to spit the food out, but you can't do it because there are people around you. I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know who's there. I'm just saying I've heard of people who've done that before. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we'll get to some baseball. It's award seasons. It's hot stove. See where I went with that? Hot stove to burning your mouth. It's my spaghetti plate brain. Everything is all jumbled up in a plate of spaghetti. You pull one thought off the spaghetti plate and immediately other pieces of spaghetti slash thoughts and stories. And um, I would say that there, there are these flashes in my brain like, oh, wait, that connects to this. It's just I can't explain it. I really can't. It's, I would say, sometimes good for radio because it makes for kind of a goofy thought process. But at the same time, it gets me off track. So I have to be careful that I'm not distracted by the random thoughts in my head. (laughs) Well, that makes me sound like I'm a head case, which I suppose could be what you all think of me. But I tell you my motto in life is find people in life who are your kind of crazy. And uh, then you'll feel like you're right at home. We'll get to baseball. We'll get to hot stove because the moves have been made. We're not going to burn the roof of our mouth. I actually have popcorn for dinner. The worst ever is when you burn your popcorn. We're not going to do that on this edition of The Hump Show here on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) What we are going to do, though, is let you hear from one Aaron Rodgers. I'm thinking he's in a decidedly better mood. Life is looking up after they had the big victory over the Dallas Cowboys. And not just that, but rallying from a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter. It was one of the best games of week number 10. Cowboys cheat up on the line of scrimmage. Could be a run blitz. They will hand the ball to to Lazard. Up the middle, he comes to the 20-yard line before Wilson tackles him from behind. At the 18-yard line. Jason Crosby for the win. Snap placement. 
kick is up, and it yes! is good! Yes! Good! And there is your dagger! <laughs> Mason Crosby, who's done it again to the Cowboys. The Packers have ended the five-game losing streak. You may or may not remember how things transpired in overtime. Mike McCarthy, former Packers head coach, decided to go for it on fourth down, even though he was already in field goal range in overtime with that initial possession. It's an incomplete pass for Dak Prescott. Six plays later, and actually, let's not skip ahead to six plays later, the pass you hear to Alan Lazard happens to put them into field goal range. It's a third down conversion. Even before Mason Crosby lined up for the field goal that you hear with Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio, when Aaron completed that pass to Allen, he was skipping, jumping, leaping, fist pumping down the field after his top wide receiver had caused the Packers to see the chains move. That was the moment he knew it. He knew that the Packers were about to end their five-game losing skid, which at the time was the longest in the NFL. So thank goodness Mason Crosby did not miss it because he might have had to incur the wrath of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that same wrath that Matt LaFleur had to incur earlier at the end of regulation and Matt has already indicated he don't he didn't love the decisions that uh they made he didn't like how things played out Aaron was in his face dropping f-bombs and screaming about how they should have been running the ball (laughs) anyway so it's an emotional game and Aaron Rodgers went from one end of the pendulum to the other in the span of say 10 minutes of actual time of real time but he wants everyone to know now the Packers are back We've been dealing with a lot of frustration, and obviously, there's, I'm sure there's been a ton of criticism outside the locker room. And some guys probably read that and take it to heart, what? maybe more than other guys. And it's nice to quiet that down a little bit. I'm sure uh, for us, it's just a confidence builder. You know that we're not out of this thing. This thing is not over. We're not scheduling our off-season plans yet. We've got a short week now against another good opponent, but we got it at home, national TV, prime time. We've got a great opportunity to take another step in the right direction. The NFC, pretty wide open, I'd say. We just got to get ourselves back in the conversation. And uh, uh, Sunday night was the first step in the right direction. Oh, he's much more animated. He's been more reflective, contemplative, thoughtful. He's been trying to, as is everyone in the Packers organization trying to figure out what the heck is going wrong. Now, we spoke with Andy Herman, a Packers insider. He's got the Pack-A-Day podcast. He's on Packer Report. He's very well connected. It breaks down film. We enjoy having him on the show. He told us a couple weeks ago, this is not for lack of trying. This team has tried everything. They're making moves. They're subbing guys in and out. They're holding players with their feet to the fire, so to speak. They're attempting different decision-making in critical spots. They're trying everything. It's just not coming together. Finally, it comes together. And not just in a game against a team with a losing record, but one of the top teams in their conference in the Dallas Cowboys. A team that certainly has Super Bowl aspirations and just happens to be coached by the the most recent coach for Aaron Rodgers before Matt LaFleur, the one with whom he won a Super Bowl 
Now, we saw the moment on the field when the two came together. There was a warm embrace. Aaron later told us that was not the first time they had gotten together. In fact, they were laughing and they were so jovial because they knew the cameras were on them and they felt like people probably assumed that was the first time they'd seen each other. That was not the case. They'd gotten together for what Rodgers called a beautiful conversation before they ever were out on the field to warm up. We got to spend some really meaningful time before the game. Uh, I got to the stadium early. Uh, he was already there. And we had about 40 minutes to uh, to catch up. Really special conversation. Uh, just him and I, um, I knew there was going to be, you know, cameras and different things around us that wouldn't allow for us to kind of have a real conversation on the field or even post-game. You never really get the opportunity. At the root of our relationship is a ton of love and respect for each other. And even when we had issues over the years, we always finished the conversation with, I love you and I appreciate you and a hug. And then we went on our way. Do you think that's true? Producer Jay, do you think that's true? I, I have a hard time believing that. I think that they definitely, you know, ended mutually and maybe at the end of the day at least put on the face of it. But saying I love you and giving each other a hug after every single conversation, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they were the type of working relationship that refused to go away mad. I mean, that that part I can understand because I don't love – ending a conversation on a down note or ending a conversation without any issues resolved. And we're talking about an NFL head coach and its top flight quarterback um, that certainly are in not just pressure cookers, but are responsible primarily uh, for, for what they do out there on the field. So I, I could see them wanting to make sure every conversation ended on a positive and every conversation ended with some type of an affirmation. That does seem like Aaron Rodgers, but it seems like Aaron Rodgers today, not Aaron Rodgers back then. I don't know. I never did really buy into the idea that Aaron got his coach fired. That to me was not fair. The relationship had definitely fractured, but losing does that. But I honestly think that McCarthy's coaching style had gotten stale. We now know that he spent his entire year off before he took the job with the Dallas Cowboys trying to trying to find new ways to adapt to today's NFL. He talked about that. He talked about the fact that he and a group of coaches would get together every week, that they were watching film, that they were going over playbooks. He was looking for ways to rejuvenate and refresh his coaching style so that it fit in 2020, 2021, 2022. Now, obviously in 2020, so much of the year was, it was about, well, for the Cowboys it, and for every other team in the NFL, it was about COVID. It was about empty stadiums. It was about trying to keep your guys safe and healthy. But also, football almost became secondary. The, the constant schedule changes. The the number of organizations whose practices were shut down for weeks at a time. Remember, it was the Titans were the first team to go through that in the NFL. But we saw it with multiple teams. Just games that were being changed at the last second. But also, that was the year Dak got hurt, right? Was it game five in which he got hurt? And he was out for uh, the the rest of the year. And so right away, Mike McCarthy, who has taken over this team and has gotten the validation of Jerry Jones, is dealing with a COVID year where nothing's the same. Nothing's like what he expected when he first 
took the job with Dallas, but also nothing like what it was when he left Green Bay. And then he loses his star quarterback in game number five. If, if I'm wrong about that, correct me, but uh, that was not what he signed up for. And yet his leadership became so paramount. So I do... I do think that the experience maybe in Green Bay kind of fractured a little bit. I don't necessarily think it was the relationship between Aaron and Mike. The two of them have tried to fight that narrative, but you know what happens with the social media mob and the stories. And no doubt there was some butting heads and there there were some times where they did not see eye to eye clearly. Losing tends to exacerbate relationships that maybe are frayed or in a tough spot. But I also believe that they're genuine in how they feel about one another. I I do think that's the case. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And absence also, absence and space and time tend to help us remember the positives, especially when the relationship was primarily productive and primarily positive. Now, coming up, we've got your candidates for TD of the week, so you can hear them one more time. And then... Because I'll just give you a a tidbit. The poll is already up. It's been up on Twitter, After Hours CBS, uh, on my Twitter, A-Law Radio, or our Facebook page. uh, Because it does feature a rookie wide receiver and his breakout game for the Green Bay Packers against Dallas. Uh, We'll let you hear a little more from Aaron Rodgers, who weekly is a guest on the Pat McAfee Show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We're glad to have you on the Hump Show. Uh, I've moved. I'm in a different place. It's a traveling road show, if you didn't know. <laughs> so send your questions for Ask Amy. That's coming up next hour. We've got your managers of the year, uh, the, the two of them, so instrumental with their teams this season. And then also uh, we'll continue with more of the football news and with your TD of the week. Whew, it's a lot going on. Oh, top of the hour, Paul Allen, the longtime play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Vikings, he had fun over the weekend. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown.
down! Peter Gangness, he's inside the five, he's to the three to one, Tom's the feathers dancing into the end zone! To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Detroit Lions. First and goal, Lions from the Chicago 1. Goff out of the gun. Leans in, takes the snap, hands to Jamal Williams. Into the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions. They are an extra point away from taking the lead in this game. What a drive by this football team. The Indianapolis Colts. Ryan to throw, crossing pattern inside the 20 to go. The Colts 10 at the 5, and they will score a touchdown with Paris Campbell. That's a 36-yard crossing pattern all the way to the house for Paris Campbell. And the Colts are back on top as Paris finds Painter. The Minnesota Vikings. Josh Allen puts Gabe Davis in motion, and Davis is behind Allen, and he tried to push him. He didn't get out of there. He didn't get out. He did not get out. That's the safety. Give it to us. Give us the safety. Look at what's taking so long. Oh, the ball came out. Yeah, drop that ball, Josh Allen. That ball came loose. Holy cow. The Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones with on back and a hand fake handoff to Jones. Rodgers throws left side of the end zone. He's got it, man. Touchdown. It is the rookie, Christian Watson, for the third time today. They beat Malik Hooker. Great protection. Watson uncovered. He's got three touchdown receptions. And the Packers are an extra point away from getting this thing tied. Such great candidates, and I'm not going to tell you who's leading or what's happening. You just have under an hour left to vote for our TD of the week. Wanted you to hear the candidates once again, and three of them come from the NFC North. Jamal Williams, the game-winning touchdown for the Lions as they rally past the Bears in the final three minutes. It was a 91-yard drive uh, engineered by one Jared Goff. And that was Dan Miller on Lions Radio. The lone touchdown submission not from the NFC North. Well, it was the return of Matt Ryan, Jeff Saturday's Colts. And he also was able to put together a game-winning drive with his offense. Paris Campbell hauls in the 35-yarder, but this is after Matt runs 39 yards on a scamper, on a scramble to convert a third down. The Red Seas just parted for him, and he engineered that drive brilliantly. Then you've got the Josh Allen fumble recovered for a touchdown. A stunning moment at the end of the Bills-Vikings game. That was fourth quarter. They went into overtime. Paul Allen, the great Paul Allen and Pete Bursich, they were going nuts, of course, at Orchard Park. And Paul is on the show at the top of the hour. Really excited to talk to him again. And then also from the NFC North, Christian Watson. Not one, not two, but three touchdowns in a game and a win that the Packers desperately needed. In fact, his second and third touchdowns, the third one you hear here with Wayne Larrabee, uh, Larrabee excuse me, on Packers radio, it was the game tire. They were trailing by a pair of touchdowns, 14 points in the fourth quarter against the Dallas Cowboys and were able to rally and also force overtime. Those two matchups, and they were certainly part of the after-hours 
game of the week poll on Thursday night into Friday and on into the weekend, those two games exceeded the hype, I think. Me thinks. Now, you can feel free to disagree. Totally fine. You can vote on Twitter after our CBS on my Twitter, A Law Radio, or on our Facebook page named after the show. And I promised Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee talking about Christian Watson's breakout game. The rookie who, if you remember, and even if you didn't remember, they played it over and over and over again on Fox TV on Sunday. The very first time that Rodgers attempted to find his rookie streaking down the sideline. The first pass attempt of the 2022 season went right through his hands. When you go out on national TV and you have that kind of performance, you know, I don't care if it's Devontae Adams or a rookie. You know, when you go out and ball out and have three touchdowns in a game on national TV at primetime slot, on Fox like that against uh, you know, a really good opponent. Uh, that's got to help the confidence. So really happy for him and, uh, and excited to uh, see what comes out of this. That's really cool. Cool for Christian, who obviously was thrilled. Uh, great for the Packers and Rodgers because he did lose Devontae Adams, but not just that. Alan Lazard's been in and out of the lineup. They're trying to figure out a way to bring these young receivers up to speed very quickly. Remember, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is now with the Chiefs. I mean, it's been a revolving door of people around him. Um, and as much as he criticizes and as much as he will publicly say, hey, if these guys around me are not going to toe the line, if they're not going to do the jobs that they're supposed to do, well, then we're going to have to get other guys in there. He was he was lambasted for that. Um, it's it's also up to Rodgers to, to coach and teach and train and get these guys up to speed. But it wasn't that long ago when I saw a post on our Facebook page, because it's been super popular to pile on Aaron Rodgers in the first half of the season. Understandably, that is the plight of an NFL quarterback. You earn far too much of the credit. It's why the majority of NFL MVPs are quarterbacks. You you earn and you accrue far too much of the credit when it's a team sport. For instance, QB wins. Dumbest stat in sports history. QBs do not win by themselves, ever. I digress. Quarterbacks receive, receive far too much of the credit, but they also absorb far too much of the blame. I mean, the number of people who've blamed Tom Brady for how poorly the Bucks played in the first half, and I'm not telling you he didn't make mistakes, but you look at his stats, you look at the way that he's getting rid of the ball more quickly than he ever has because of the woes of the offensive line, the fact that they couldn't run the football. I mean, you'd have to be blind to think that Tom Brady isn't still playing at a very high level. And yet people are, oh, he's old. He needs to retire. I mean, we, we, and I'll say this as a collective sports fan, we, we too often revert to, oh, the quarterback's amazing or the quarterback sucks. It's never that simple. There's a lot of, elements that go into it. Obviously the quarterbacks aren't even on the field half the time, or I guess if you're playing a ball control game and you're handing off to your, your uh, running backs, well then you can be on the field more than half the time, (laughs) but it's, it's a lot more complicated. It's not that simple. And so I do appreciate that part of the job of being a quarterback and some do it well, some don't do it well. You've got to make sure that everyone else around you is getting up to speed and it, is even more so when you're the established veteran, the two-time NFL MVP who has now seen this influx of young talent. I kind of feel that same way 
as the old lady. <laughs> Actually, the only lady. Oh, no, I, for, I forget about Maggie sometimes. She's She and Perloff are doing the show. It's new here on CBS Sports Radio this year. So not meant to be a slight of Maggie, of course. And she's not an old lady. Uh, but I've been in this business for so long. And I am not exaggerating when I tell you I have lost count of the number of producers that I have worked with. And I tell them all the same thing. You give me everything you've got while you're here with me. I don't expect you to work with me forever, but you give me everything you got. You give me effort. You follow my lead. You do the work the way that I need you to do it for the standard that I've set for the show. And I'll turn you into a world-class producer. And that's my promise to them. And many of my producers have gone on to become program directors. They've worked on national shows. They've worked different jobs all over the place. Um, and I'm proud of that. I don't need the recognition for it. I don't even know if they'll ever remember. They might think I'm a B-I-T-C-H and that's totally fine. But I tell them, you give me the effort and you devote the time and the energy. And whenever you take another job, you'll be able to set the tone at your next place of business or with your next show because you'll know how to do everything. Um, and so I would expect that from quarterbacks as well. These are the old dogs, right? We're talking about veterans like Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, but not just them. Ryan Tannehill. I know he doesn't want to be a mentor for Malik Willis, and he doesn't need to be necessarily, um, but still, it's on him to set a standard for the young guys coming in every year. It, it would be the same thing for a defensive player, right? Like a Cameron Jordan. Uh, Patrick Peterson is another great example uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. You've got veterans all over the league that are expected to let the young people, <laughs> the young influx, the rookies, those in their rookie contracts, exactly how it should be done. This is Patriots football. This is Niners football. This is how we do it here. Um, and it's a changing of the guard a lot of times at coaches and quarterbacks in the offseason, so it, it doesn't play for every team. But I do think the veterans have a responsibility if they want to win, right? If you want those rookies to get up to speed, we're not talking about out of the, the generosity and the goodness of your heart. You just want everyone uh, to, to be as good at their jobs as you are, right? No, it's, it's competitive. And a lot of times those rookies are coming for you and coming for your gig and they're cheaper so they could replace you. But if you want to win, those young guys need to get up to speed pronto. That's part of why teams come in with a lack of consistency in the early stages. No team starts out a year ready to win a title. And a lot of times it's because you've got new pieces, new faces, new recruits, new rookies, and they've got to figure it out too. Another great example, the Golden State Warriors. They're defending champions and seemingly cannot win on the road. Not just that, but they've been abysmal at times where once again it's Steph Curry who's carrying them. And Steve Kerr keeps saying, now he's frustrated with them too, but he keeps saying, this is all new. We've got a bunch of new guys who've never been in this situation before who are learning on the fly. So yeah, it's, I, I wouldn't tell you it's just because they care so much and they, they want everyone to feel loved and accepted and, and have great stats and blah, blah, blah. No, it can be selfish. It can be because, it, like for me, 
I care about the people that I work with, but ultimately the show can't suffer because we have a new producer. So it's on me to make sure that the standard is upheld. And I see the same thing with veteran coaches, veteran quarterbacks, captains, that kind of thing. And that certainly includes Aaron Rodgers. And it certainly includes a Tom Brady who very often are extensions of their coaches on the field. I don't even know where that came from. (laughs) I believe very passionately in it, and I believe that it's on them to do it. All right, I promised. Coming up, and actually, these are great examples, too. Terry Francona and Buckshow Walter, old guard, old dogs, and I I don't mean old as in years, uh, just they've been around the block, and sports are changing. Professional sports are changing. It's more diverse. Very often we're talking about youth and guys who are expected to produce immediately, even if they're not ready for the big stage. The pressure of sports now because it's all consuming and because we have all access. The value of a Buck Walter and a Terry Francona who have spanned eras and generations in the game of baseball cannot be overstated. So congratulations to them for earning Manager of the Year honors, and you will hear from them next. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The After Hours Podcast. Swing on a ground ball, left field, base hit. Here comes Lindor around third. Lede's throwing a plate up the third baseline. Lindor slides in, head first, safely. Put it in the box. All right, Anders pitch. A swing and a high fly. Deep left center field. It is gone. 
This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Woo! It was quite a ride through the Major League Baseball postseason into October, into November. The World Series champions being crowned. Whether or not you are on board with the Houston Astros, maybe you feel some... Excitement, some happiness, some joy for Dusty Baker, who ultimately was the last manager standing as the manager of the Astros, a lifer in baseball. And I kind of feel like that's what we're getting is a theme for the managers being honored, even on Tuesday as the managers of the year. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. First, Howie Rose on Mets Radio 101 wins for the New York Mets, though they did end up tied with the Braves in terms of the same record. Uh, They lost that NL East title at the very end of the regular season. Ultimately, though, neither the Braves nor the Mets made it to the NLCS. It was the Phillies, and it was the Phillies who go on to the World Series, which is crazy. The third-place team from that division should tell you something about the competition in the East. What is it about the East divisions that are beastly right now in football and baseball? And then Tom Hamilton on Guardians Radio, Terry Francona winning the manager of the year, along with Buck Walter. And these are repeat offenders, so to speak. And yet they are rejuvenated by the challenges that they have had in 2022. I, I love both their stories. I love the impacts that they had on their teams. Buck Walter, he took the job, a team that... I don't want to say it was in disarray, but they didn't have the right combination of players. And the players they had, some of them very high-profile free agents, very high-profile acquisitions, uh, as Steve Cohen has come on board as the new manager of the Mets, or owner, sorry, new owner of the Mets, and wants to spend a lot of money, wants to make the team a contender. He's a lifelong fan of the franchise, which means he's personally and emotionally invested, not just financially invested. Big moves. But they weren't gelling. They weren't coming together. It was clear that the group that was brought in in 2021, while they had all the potential in the world, still could not bust through, could not play like a team, could not blend and meld and gel and start to have forward momentum. It was a changing in culture. So what did Buck Walter say to the Mets when he took the job? Try to calm the seas a little bit and, and understand that they were pretty good. And uh, we had done some things to attack our weakness before I got here. And, um, you know, to realize that, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of self-inflicting a lot of things. We could get out of our own way. We could have some fun. You don't come in and ask everybody to adjust to you. you. You understand that they have strengths and weaknesses. And you try to, you come in and you say, uh, what, what do we need? That is so critical. That perspective from a man who's been around forever. He's 66 years old. He's won the manager of the year in four different decades. Nerd alert. His previous honors in the American League with the Yankees in the 90s, the Rangers in the 2000s, and the Orioles last decade. They're only a handful of four-time winners, and Showalter is one of them. But did you hear what he said? You don't come in in a situation where there's established players and tell them they have to adjust to you. But come on, how often does that happen with highly decorated, older managers, coaches who've been around forever? It's my way or the highway. You do it my way because I've won in the past. Sometimes it's about ego. Sometimes it's about pride. Sometimes it's about 
things, kind of having blind spots. Show Walter said that's not what you do. And because of that, the team not only came together and, and we started to see the athletes realize their potential. He had the right mix. He put them in positions to succeed. Obviously had the right coaches on his staff. And he's got the right voice, which was calm. The voice was, it's a long season. The voice was perspective. You don't get too high or low. And you sure as hell don't listen to all of the chattering and the yapping and the criticism that comes with playing in New York. I don't read the clips. I don't listen to a lot of broadcasts. Um, it just it doesn't behoove me to interact with people every day and do what my job is, to manage the 26 players that uh, Billy Epler and our, our ownership allows me to be a part of. And uh, you try to stay focused on that part and not let things get in the way. Producer Jay is a longtime Mets fan, although he refuses to wear the hat. I don't, I don't really know why. Of the Between the Mets and the Nets, I kind of feel like the Mets give you more reasons to be proud. But what do I know? Uh, so I just have to ask you this question because this blew me away as I was doing my research. Did you realize that he's the first ever Mets manager to win this award? Wow, I didn't realize that actually. Oh my gosh, that's insane, is it not? That is pretty crazy. I feel like... There had to be at least one no, in there No, I'm telling you, Show Walter is the first Mets manager to win manager of the year, in this case, the National League. It's been presented going back to the 80s, since before you were born, and he's the first one ever. Wow. I mean, it's it's a little shocking to hear it, I guess. Yeah, Thinking it back, is. I'm not that surprised because the Mets have only had maybe like five years of real success in my lifetime, 30 years. They're kind of like, you know, they have sustained okay, success. But the, but the franchise did extend prior to they played before you were born yeah obviously but i'm just saying like that makes i'm just thinking about me like and you said it what started in the 80s the mm-hmm. manager the of the year was award? early 80s okay so i mean going back 86 i thought maybe they'd get it that year Two, maybe i thought bobby valentine might have snuck one in there <laughs> but i guess not wow. show walter is the first mets manager to win the award he received eight of 30 first place votes and he edged out dodger skipper dave roberts who finished second. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Terry Francona wins the award for the third time, but all of his awards have come with the Cleveland Guardians, which is surprising because he's got World Series rings going back to his days with the Boston Red Sox. Third time for him on MLB Network. You know, when you start hearing people talk about you personally, it makes you a little uneasy. But... For the things that, you know, it allows me to brag about our organization, that part makes me really happy. Whether it's the players, the coaches, all the way to the clubbies, the trainers, the medical people. I mean, that's the part that's fun because we get to live it out every day. Again, a bit of a surprise, right, that Francona never won it with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, But this is his third Manager of the Year award, all of them with Cleveland, going back to 2013 and 16. This manager has won the award three times in a decade. Again, a man who's older at 63 years old, a baseball lifer, and has figured out ways to not just communicate with his team, but to inspire them, to motivate them, to get through to them, to put them in positions to succeed and to make sure that they are the focus, not him. He does not love the spotlight. One thing, there are many things that show Walter and Francona have in common, but one thing that stands out, they take the brunt of the criticism. They run interference and they deflect for their players. The best managers do. They keep the issues in house and it's, 
I hope even more valuable to Terry because of the health issues that he's dealt with and the fact that he was away from the team uh, for such a long time in 20 and 21. But I, I also believe without a shadow of a doubt that guiding the youngest team in Major League Baseball with their energy, with their enthusiasm, sometimes the youth comes with ignorance, that that's given him a new lease on his career. And so what did the team teach him this year? It doesn't matter your age. It matters how much you want to compete and and how much you're willing to, to put a team first ahead of your own personal circumstances. And for younger guys, and we talked about this before, they're still trying to find their footing in our league. That's pretty amazing that they were able to always put our team first. And, and for that, I had a, a I, and I still will have a tremendous amount of respect for that group. I love that about Terry. I'm thrilled for Terry having worked with him in the past, but also really appreciating that he puts everything into it, sometimes to the detriment of his physical and mental health. 1,874 career regular season wins, the two World Series titles. He guided the Cleveland Indians to the World Series going back to 2016 when they actually had a lead and ended up losing in Game 7 in extra innings to Chicago. He is returning in 2023, but Francona and the Guardians have an agreement that allows him to step aside if he needs to. But I hope that this young group, this Youngest team in Major League Baseball, the surprise winners of the AL Central uh, that was one game away from the ALCS. I hope that he continues as their fearless leader because they clearly love him and respond to him. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.